Dave Fanning on 2FM. Now, there are some actors whose faces you know, but you can't place where you've seen them before. These are the sidekick actors, the ones who made their careers playing the best friend or the brother or the sister or the uncle or whatever. It's a particular typecast and it can be a tricky one to get out of. Pop culture and entertainment expert Deirdre Malumbi is here now to talk about the ones that made it out and the ones that didn't. Deirdre, like, I presume when you say that, making it out is what it's all about, which is not necessarily always the way. They're quite happy to be in the background a lot of the time. Yeah. Some of them, I presume. But anyway, welcome back. First of all, everybody knows what we're talking about here. The ones where you can place the face, but not the name. Yeah, that's just it. You're kind of, and I know that's that. your woman from. <laughs> yeah, that kind of thing. And see, now you have IMDb, so you can always like look it up, look at their long list of credits, and be like, oh, that's the exact that's movie slash TV cheating. show I know it from. Never do. It is. I know. But see, back in the day, I would just use like my memory, but now oh, this is the problem with the internet now, you know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's the thing about um, you know cinema, movies, and TV shows in general. Not everyone can be the lead actor. You do need these starring, supporting roles as well as um, background. Uh, extras and I mean they say that no part is a small part Um, but it is kind of sad I think when you see these actors who are obviously very very talented very popular among movie fans um, get placed in the same type of roles over and over again sometimes that's the best friend sometimes that's the you know mom the kind of uh, you know doting uh, grandmother seems to be kind of a typecast for a lot of older actresses they can't seem to kind of break from those uh, boundaries so yeah it is kind of a shame on one hand but on the other um, yeah there is as long as they get recognised I suppose for their but good do you performances think, with your examples you're saying that like you know if, if really they wouldn't mind getting out mm-hmm. of that they proved to be good at the acting thingy yeah. so why not be the lead is that it yeah I mean that's just it and I mean you have to remember that at the end of the day this is the nature of being a working actor and as long mm-hmm. as you get the consistent gigs I suppose the supporting credits are okay but you do wish when you see a particularly talented actor or actress in a smaller role you wish that they could get that meatier um, subject matter to, de- to kind of work with and let's not shy away from the fact that I think that what happens with a lot of these actors and the reason why they aren't leads, let's be honest, is because they don't have those conventional Hollywood looks and it's just not fair when that's working against well, them. Well, that's the way you got to deal with so. the cards you're dealt, frankly. Anyway, there are some okay. very attractive people who I don't know if they should be as big Okay, as give me an example are. of what you're talking about here. <laughs> okay, well, I am a huge, huge fan of Catherine Hahn and I think that at long last, Catherine thanks Han. to... Okay, do you know, that's a very good example. Yes. Do you know why? I can see her face. I can't think of an awful lot of things she was in. Yeah. I think that the go-to example nowadays, just because obviously Marvel is like such a huge thing, is a lot of people would associate her being uh, the supervillain Agatha Harkness. This character first made her appearance oh, wow. in WandaVision. I didn't WandaVision. even know that bit. There you go. Well, she, see, she first appeared as the supervillain, but she I was so good in that role that she's now getting her own spin-off series, you know? So it does go to show that when you were given these big performances, then you do get those uh, kind of big, meaty uh, lead roles but um, Catherine Hahn is probably better known for her comedic performances uh, she was excellent in Bad Moms in fact I thought that she was probably the best thing about that movie right, which yeah. wasn't very good uh, We're the Millers her breakout mm, role was yeah. in How to Lose a Guy you in see, 10 Days See there you days. go We're the Millers I saw that was she yeah. in that kind of thing is what I'm going to be saying all afternoon was. <laughs> yeah, That was her yeah. um, and she actually next stars in the Knives Out sequel Glass Onion which I think is getting both a limited cinema release and it's going to uh, Netflix as well so I'm looking forward to that one I have yeah, to say Yeah because the follow up to Knives Out Knives Out was very good Excellent. and it did very well Brilliant, and this yeah. is Knives Out too mm-hmm. Glass Onion yeah okay I tell you I'm going to give you something of Catherine Han here from uh, Parks and Recreation okay this campaign is about to start in earnest things are about to get real intense you ready oh yeah I already made my pump up mix 
I was talking to Leslie. Me, Leslie? Yeah. Well, I was an actual candidate, so I think I can handle being a candidate's wife. I know all the issues inside and out. Mm, see, that's the problem. If you were just a ding-dong, I would just slap a flag pin on you, pour some Valium down your throat, yeah, everything would be fine. It's the Smarties that freak people out. I think you're underestimating the voters. <laughs> I don't think that is possible. <laughs> Do you know, I can see her and I can hear her. Yeah. So it's working for that one, all right. Okay, who else is there? Jennifer Coolidge. Um, I'm so glad... I think of one thing with her now, and that's the White Lotus. The White Lotus. That yeah. is kind of the go-to she's example. all over the place. But she's been around for years and years and years. Like, when you think yeah. back to, like, the 90s and 2000s, she would have been uh, best known as Stifler's and Mom in the American Pie series. Oh, and right. one of the uh, performances I absolutely adore her in is in Legally Blonde. She plays Paulette, who Elle Woods kind of turns to both as her beauty therapist and also as yeah. her friend. That's yeah. an absolutely gorgeous uh, friendship. Yeah. And she's had a lot of kind of funny starring roles in TV series. She was in Sex and the City, Two Broke Girls. I don't know if you remember her in Friends, but she's the annoying no. English friend who comes back to visit you're Monica. Looking, you're looking at me as though I watch <laughs> Friends. So no, I definitely don't remember her in that. Uh, but yeah, I do remember her. I see her. She's in the new uh, White Lotus as well, isn't That's she? That's right, yeah. One I think that she's the, from the first series. Yeah, I think that she's the only one. pretty much the only one yeah. Yeah, that carried over. A bit like, you know, with uh, Daniel Craig and, um, you know, the Knives Out series. Um, and Coolidge so was also... So that means that the maid mm-hmm. person isn't in it, who she promised to give loads of money to start off her business yeah. in the first one and never gave her the money. Yeah, mm, yeah. All okay. very mysterious. Here she is from Legally Blonde, Jennifer Coolidge. I mean, I'm with my guy eight years and then one day it's... I met someone else. Move out. Dewey kept the trailer and my precious baby Rufus. I didn't even get to throw him a birthday party. No. Hmm? Tell him, Paulette. I'm taking the dog. Dumbass. Yeah, very Jennifer Coolidge. All right. Okay, so far so good. Who's next? I think that Judy Greer, the funny thing about this actress is that she's so self-aware that she has made a career out of playing these type that she's actually written an autobiography that is called I don't know what you know me from, referring to the fact that, you know, right. as you were saying yourself, when you see these actors, you're like, I know that face, but I cannot, I cannot place okay, exactly what I know Okay, you have me, I can't even place the face. <laughs> I know the name, but it doesn't mean anything to me. She also did a parodic short, which is called Judy Greer is the Best Friend. And she has played this role. I think probably the go-to example people will remember is 13 Going On uh, 30, in right. which she starred opposite uh, Jennifer Garner. But she's yeah, also... Yeah, I saw that, but I don't remember yeah. her in it. Yeah, yeah. Right. but she also played the best friend um, slash kind of sidekick in... Uh, the Wedding Planner in 27 Dresses. She was recently in uh, The First Lady in which Michelle Pfeiffer played Betty Ford and she played her friend uh, Nancy Ho. And then another type that Judy Greer often gets kind of um, sidelined into is the ex-wife. So we would see this performance in films like Jurassic World and Ant-Man. But I think that she's a phenomenally talented actress. She was also in the recent um, Halloween movie and its sequel. Uh, I wouldn't be watching those that I have no interest. Yeah. Hold on a second now. So she plays the ex-wife a lot. Yeah. <laughs> That's typecast, all right. Okay, give us someone else. Octavia Spencer. I think that oh, she, yeah. okay. she is an absolutely phenomenal um, actress, but she does tend to be, I think, um, put into these roles she where was she's in The Shape a, of Water, wasn't she? Exactly. A very yeah, overpraised yeah. Oscar-winning movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I quite like it. Oh no, I, I liked it. But, I mean, give me a break. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Go but on. she actually got an Oscar nomination for her uh, performance as kind of the best friend in that, and she actually won an Oscar for her role in The Help, which is again that kind of similar performance. Oh, she's the moral compass. Right, she's the yeah, advisor yeah. Um, to the lead, who's kind of the best friend. Uh, but she also plays that this uh, this type of role in a movie like um, The Witches when she's the grandma, uh, Onward, Instant Family. She was in um, Hidden Figures as well. Um, and her latest credit is actually the Apple TV Plus movie um, Spirited, 
which is streaming now. It's a new kind of Christmas musical, a new take on a Christmas it's the carol. the Ryan Reynolds thing, isn't it? Ryan Reynolds yeah, and Will Ferrell. I haven't oh, gotten to see true. it yet myself, but no. I mean, with that cast and the fact that it's a musical. I mean, oh. I love a musical. OK, <laughs> moving swiftly on. Um, Octo- <laughs> Octavia Spencer, we'll give you a bit of her in, in the help. And just what makes you think colour people need your help? Why you care, Minnie? Maybe you just want to get Abilene in trouble. No. I want to show her perspective. So people might understand what it's like from your side. Well, it's a real Fourth of July picnic. It's what we dream of doing all weekend long. Get back into their house, polish the silver. And we just love not making minimum wage or getting the Social Security. And how we love they cheering when they little. And then they turn out just like they mom. So uh, that was Octavia Spencer there. And my next pick actually is Seth Rogen, who I think would be... And we have jumped up. Hold on a second. Yeah. People know Seth Rogen. He's not very sort of behind the scenes. He, is he, well, maybe no. He no, he's not. Lee. Maybe, maybe he is people's friends. Yeah. Friend. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I suppose it's not just the idea of, you know, not really recognising the actor, but just the idea of them being typecast. And he's I always thought stoned. That he's always the stoner, yeah. slacker guy. So I had to include him here because he literally plays the All same right, role. In, yeah. I can actually I can actually list off a bunch of credits here where he literally plays. in real plays, life too. Have you ever seen him interviewed? He's yeah. just like, it's all day yeah. long. Like he's, I think yeah. he would readily admit that he yeah. basically has made a career out of playing him yeah. himself. Yeah, and then he spent his, yeah. half his life trying to avoid being um, assassinated by North Korea. Oh my gosh, no, yeah. that is just too much. But yeah. I mean, the 40-year-old virgin, Pineapple Express, Knocked Up, Superbad, The Disaster Artist, Bad Neighbours, Zach yeah. and Mary make up Hornet the night before, um, even the recent Pam and Tommy. Yeah, he to see him in the, he's the one who steals the safe. Yeah, he's very, yeah. He, he is very good in that. And I mean, it was kind of surreal seeing him without that beard. So I suppose maybe that's his way of kind of, you know, emerging from the stereotype. He actually shaved. He actually, yeah, no, he was quite good in that, actually. He was. He was he felt so peeved that Tommy didn't pay him for doing all mm-hmm. the work in the house that he runs off and steals the safe. True story. Yeah. And then a month later, Tommy realised the safe is stolen and in that safe was a little home movie made with naked things going on there and the go. movie made 73 million on internet and everything else after yeah. a while because it was just spread all over the place. The Tommy and Pam incredibly infamous uh, I've never seen it all I've seen about five seconds of it or two oh it's a good series and I think that no I'm is. talking about oh. the sex tape oh the actual <laughs> me neither Dave okay <laughs> moving swiftly uh, Seth onwards. Rogen the 40 year old virgin are you done listen the problem most men have is they just plain straight up have no clue how to talk to women you just ask questions okay that's it because women do not care about what you have to say at all anyway, you know? And all they want to do is talk about themselves. So you're just going to let them do that, okay? So remember, questions, be cool, and be kind of a dick. You know, here, be David Caruso in Jade. Okay. I know exactly what you're talking about. You do. I know exactly what you're talking about. Seth Rogen, that's from the 40-year-old version. Who's next? Kevin Hart. He always plays that goofy, neurotic sidekick. And he's probably best known for doing so in films in which he stars opposite Dwayne Johnson. Although a lot of people think that these guys uh, star in so many movies together. But actually, there are only three in total. There's Central Intelligence, Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle and that Jumanji sequel. But he also plays that kind of, you know, friend who ends up in these ridiculous scenarios in Ride Along and its sequel in which 
he stars opposite Ice Cube. He's in a couple of the scary movies, uh, Think Like a Man. Um, so, yeah, he's just again, he just always plays that same type of character. And I mean, even if you watch his stand up, it's just a more exaggerated, heightened, hyper yeah. uh, version of himself. Really. By the way, 51552 is our text. We're talking to Deirdre Malumbi here about actors who are always the sidekick. This one here would be Kevin Hart and Jumanji. I hate this guy. Weakness? Cake. Yes, cake is my weakness, along with speed and strength. Huh. Strength is my weakness. Hey, can I, quick question. How is strength my weakness? Somebody explain that to me. And why would I need speed? Why would I need to be fast when I'm being chased by an enormous killer zebra or some in this dumbass hat? You're also a good weapons valet. What does that mean? So that was Kevin Hart in uh, Jumanji there. And I mean, look, he does always play the same character, but he always plays it very well. And he is very, very funny. And he's made a strong career out of this. Uh, Looking at kind of, um, you know, a slightly older example here, Bonnie Hunt. Uh, She's probably best known for playing two types. She is sometimes the best friend, uh, thanks to performances in such movies as Jerry Maguire, which she starred in opposite Renee Zellweger and Tom Cruise. Yeah, she's a Toy Story voice, isn't she? Yeah, she's a Toy Story voice. She plays Dolly, who I feel kind of sad. She isn't even given a name she's just Dolly um, and then she's also in the original Jumanji opposite Robin Williams and then the other type that we'll often see her in is the mom and I mean she does she does look like such a mom and she's the mom with a heart of gold we would have seen her in the <laughs> Beethoven movies and in uh, the cheaper by the dozen movies opposite Steve Martin <laughs> okay she, she looks like a mom bunny hunt I'm worried that you're putting all your faith in this guy who because of the way things are going might not have an emotional marble in his head Laurel please if I start talking you please so what does that make me, Laurel, for taking the opportunity. Men are just different people when they're hanging on to the bottom rung. When they're hanging on to the bottom rung. Indeed, that's from (laughs) Jerry Maguire. Kate McKinnon is the next one I've picked. Now, Kate McKinnon, it'll be really interesting to see what kind of role she picks in the future because she'd probably be best known for her work on Saturday Night Live, but she only recently retired from the show. She was there for, I think, something like 10 years altogether. But she has already started playing, um, you know, kind of the good friend and sidekick in a lot of uh, movie comedies. Ghostbusters would immediately come to mind. She was also in Rough Night, The Spy Who Dumped Me, My Best Day and Life Partners. And in in those, like, um, you know, movie examples again she is kind of the best thing about them so I'm really excited to see what kind of career she goes to what kind of role she selects after this Um, she's also done a bit of drama she was in Bombshell opposite Margot Robbie and I thought she was excellent in that and then another type that we've seen her play is the annoying boss so she would have played this role in uh, such movies as Office Christmas Party Yesterday and The Bubble but she's such a talented actress and so so funny I really want to see her get more face on her at all she she was in Bombshell opposite Margot Robbie who was she in Bombshell if you remember she was kind of she was kind of she was working so in the office yeah. in the office but yeah. I suppose because Margot Robbie's character wasn't like a real life figure um, unlike you know uh, Nicole Kidman's and Charlie Theron so yeah. her her storyline was kind of more in the really background nice. okay here she is in Bombshell frightened tiddly so when you're starting a story you need to start with a clear villain <clears throat> liberal judge pinhead mayor Vermont Hollywood conservatives want to conserve you are the last defense against Jesus-hating, trans-loving, Clinton-controlled, Armageddon, baby. Oh, come on. You do believe some of that, right? 
Kate McKinnon it is and you're looking forward to what she's going to do next yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. think that she's a phenomenal actress she just she's very very funny and like I said she's really shown that she has uh, dramatic chops as well right okay give us one last one then so Kevin James um, he basically plays Adam Sandler's best friend like in so so many movies between the grown ups films Hotel Transylvania and I now pronounce you uh, Chuck and Larry to name just a few examples he always plays Adam Sandler's friend and he's always kind of that loser try hard type of character who gets into these ridiculous scenarios there's a lot of pratfalls there's a lot of ridiculous slapstick comedy sometimes I'm convinced that Adam Sandler like just keeps on casting him to try to make himself look cooler or something um, the only example I could think of where he doesn't play Adam Sandler's best friend was Hitch in which he plays Will Smith's best friend Alright okay so he really is a very good example of what you're talking about yeah. here Yeah right indeed Alright listen dear to dear to Columbia it is uh, as in um, entertainment expert can I call you that in pop culture I person? Think so Very good thanks very much Okay I'm going to give you a bit of that This is from Hitch and this is Kevin James You know what it's like getting up every morning feeling hopeless feeling like the love of your life is waking up with the wrong man but at the same time hoping that she still finds happiness even if it's never going to be with you You are flat out out of your mind You know that? Dave Fanning on 2FM.